You think you know me. to our final episode of On The Turnbuckle for 2018, our inaugural year. Hope you've enjoyed it so far and hope you definitely enjoy the show to come. That was the music of Edge. Not the Edge. Not the Edge. No, not the Edge, boys. Good evening to you. Good day, good morning, whatever it might be. It's a very good day. It is. Well, it is. And I'm, I'm proud of you. It's only taken you 20-odd weeks, but you haven't mispronounced Edge's name for once. No, correct. Nice. The uh, booty beast. Lyle, who did he beat? Uh, disappointingly, he beat the NWO Wolfpack. Well, that's so. right, because they got their music played as an extra. Yeah, they, that, no, 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 so. you didn't play them when no, you were yeah. supposed to. Oh. So you burn them twice this Yeah, twice. That's fine. My fault. Uh, welcome, guys. Another big show coming up. This is going to be a ripper show, actually, tonight. Well, it depends, because um, Andy Coyne's coming in later, and he's been known to ruin things, so hopefully he doesn't ruin the podcast. Why would he do that? Yeah, we'll get into that. Oh, okay, no problems. Uh, good show last week, the Beach Bum Booter, Jackson Kelly. Uh, some good comments on that? Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it when I listened back, and there was some really good feedback. A lot of people enjoyed the talk that wasn't about wrestling, about big breakfasts and about going on, was it Take Me Out, Australia, Take, that he yeah, was on? Great, you yeah. watched it. I did, but I... It still looks exactly the same as If You Are The One To Me, the Chinese dating show. Yeah, Watch no, that. It's it. brilliant. Yeah. No, I've had really good feedback, and it's made me really think about the seven to eight different items on a big breakfast. Yeah. So, well, we're looking for someone that can offer ten, aren't we? Yeah, that's the holy grail. So if anyone's out there. Fingers crossed it can happen. Uh, well, would you like to introduce our first guest for the evening? Because we're not actually going to really do... Uh, normally we would have a guest and we would do a chat about what's happening in the world of wrestling, but tonight we've actually got two guests to well, fill up the show. We've got three if you count Danders, which I don't. Okay. But um, <laughs> we do have three guests tonight, but we're joined in the studio by Aisha from PCW. Thanks for coming in. No worries, guys. I'm pleased to be here. I uh, hope, uh, hope you're not missing training for this. Uh, well, there is training tonight. But, um, I mean, we have training for days a week, so I can go any other day. Oh, that's good. That's good. But you've only just recently returned uh, to the country. You yeah. went on a, a trip that involved you wrestling? Yeah, uh, I wrestled at PWR. And, yeah, it was a really good experience. So PWR are based in the Philippines? Yeah, um, in Manila. Yeah. Which is where your family are originally from, the Philippines? Yeah, they are. So tell us about how that came about. Um, so basically I was just going to go to the Philippines. I also went to Japan, but anyway, I was meant to just go there for a holiday. And then, um, there was this Facebook, um, page called Pinoy Wrestling Observer. And I won this battle role to earn a spot into the Royal Rumble for Halloween Horror. And that win, it got featured on the page. So, um, it just kind of gave me the idea that Hmm, maybe I should wrestle over there because why not? Um, it'd be awesome to wrestle where like my family's from as well. And yeah, so um, I looked what promotions there was, found PWR. Um, I thought the production was really cool. Um, the talent there looked like really cool as well. So um, I messaged them, being like, "Hey, I'm down in Philippines. Like during this time, do you have a show?" And they said, "Yep," and they basically booked me. And the crowd responded really well to you. Do you yeah, want to talk about uh, the the Asia chants that were going on and the please come back at the end? Yeah. Um, so 
Um, I think it was towards the end of the, uh, like, from the middle to the end, they started going A in, like, anticipation with whatever move I was doing and ended with Sha. So, like, it's my whole name, Aisha, that they were chanting, and I thought it was really cool. And um, I guess they were really um, impressed by me. Sorry, Indy Hartwell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess um, I made some... Like I got some new fans from that because they chanted "Please come back" at the end, which was really cool. And even after, um, I was just like standing, like saying hi to my family who was there watching, and like, like suddenly all these people started lining up to take photos with me. Like I, I was just there, like talking to my family, and like suddenly I was there for an hour taking pictures with everyone. And my family had to wait until they could like actually talk to me after the show. So yeah. And your family must have been blown away by that as well. Yeah, uh, they thought it was awesome. Like my my dad was like really proud. He has had his camera out, um, cool. like taking a video of it all and stuff. And yeah, it was it was really cool. I think the best thing, like, because that that video of you talking with the chant, uh, wrestling fans are really smart. That that got shared around a lot. Yeah. Hopefully, that in turn the yeah. Australian fans start doing that because that's a really clever chant. Yeah, it's really it. clever. So I hope it like carries on carries over over to australia i mean pcw fans chant your name as it is so yeah. i um i know they definitely were during that wake match that you had recently yes, for sure um so maybe yeah if they i know i saw a couple of guys comment on it that they were gonna try and get that chant going at pcw yeah, and that yeah. would be really good yeah for sure now Aisha, if you were to be put into a police lineup and the person <laughs> was to be told to pick the wrestler out of the women in front of them you wouldn't be the first person picked i would have yeah, thought for sure yeah why wrestling it's just always something I loved ever since I was, like, nine years old. Like, there was always things that I loved when I was younger. I, like, I used to play tennis when I was younger, but eventually I grew out of that. But um, wrestling was just always something that I never grew out of, so I thought I should just wrestle, I guess. Do you have a bit of an acrobatics or gymnastics background? Um, Not really. I mean, I was pretty active as a child, but it was more like I was trying all these things, but nothing particular stuck with me and but what stuck with me is wrestling so yeah and when you started watching wrestling as a as a nine-year-old you said um who were the who were the performers that that captivated you well i mean of course i watched wwe as a child but really like the first time wrestling captivated me was at supernova and um they still have like i think it's AWF. AWF that has yeah. like those little programs there. It's wrestling, so that was the first time I saw wrestling, and um, I was just so captivated, captivated by it, and I just kept watching it. And my dad was like, "Oh, let's check something else," but I'm like, "No, Dad, I want to watch this." And then I found WWE on TV and kept watching. That's uh, it's awesome that the first wrestling you saw was in Australia. It's yeah. like reverse of what everybody else yeah I know experiences, yeah, and it's unique. um, it's good because then you knew that this is something that from the first time you saw wrestling you knew this is something that i can actually yeah do yeah for sure and when you told your parents that you wanted to become a wrestler were they fully supportive right, let's paint the picture you were how old were you when you told them that you wanted to start wrestling training i mean i know that i all like i was always like i want to be a wrestler i want to be a wrestler since i was nine but I think I was around, like, 14 where I was, like, seriously, like, yeah, when I, like, because I knew PCW you have to be 16 to train. I was like, yeah, mom or dad, like, when I turn 16, I really want to do this. And um, they were pretty supportive of it. They, like, they never stopped me. So I guess, like, it wasn't really hard for me to, like, start doing it. So, yeah. 
So it must be very tough then for you knowing that a couple of years before you actually started, that's something you wanted to do and to, to hold on to the brakes for two years. That must have been pretty tough. Um, yeah, it was. Um, I just like really wanted the time to pass by. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Probably not healthy to be taking bumps at, at no. Early. I, mean, I know that Dowie, Dowie James started training at twelve. Yeah, I, um, at PCW yeah, back yeah. in the day. I think Kellyanne as well when she was like fourteen. Yeah, or and Dowie says that it's he should never have yeah, done no. it. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Now uh, you touched on the Halloween and dressing up. You dressed up as a uh, ninja turtle, yep. which that photo got a serious amount of social media yes. play. You want to? <laughs> Talk us through how that come about. Okay, so um, there's Jamie Durden at PCW who also dressed up. He dressed up as Raphael Ars Leonardo. Um, the week before, like, I wasn't really even thinking much about, like, what I was going to wear. And then Jamie was like, hey, I'm going to be a Ninja Turtle. Do you want to be one with me? And, like, I loved watching Ninja Turtles as a kid. So, like, I should have, like, it should have been, like, my first option. But, in like, really, I was kind of like, oh, I kind of want to do my own thing. But then I left it really last minute, went to a costume store, didn't like anything I saw except for Ninja Turtles costume, so I had to dress up as that. And the, 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 that PCW Halloween show, some of the costumes that everyone's wearing, like, I'm blown away, but yeah. like, like Lucas Daniels' that was, costume yeah. was insane. That like, was he should go with that look everywhere. Yeah, I know. I wish that was like his actual look, because it looked great. And then you have, of course, yeah, um, that show everyone should go to just to just to see the, yeah. the range of costumes yeah, yeah. that everyone's wearing. It was a really fun show. And, of course, you were in that battle royal. You had to win a match to qualify that, yep. for that battle royal, which you touched on earlier. Mm. Um, what was it like when you qualified and you were going to be in you know, the battle royal with all the top guys from PCW? Well, actually, it was really special because when I won that match, that battle royal, it was actually my birthday. So awesome. That was, it was a really cool. And, yeah, it was... Um, Sorry. Um, it was also cool knowing that I was going to be in the ring with all these like, like big guys in PCW. Like, yes, I trained with them, but to actually be on the show in front of the fans with those guys, it felt like I belonged in that ring with them. Yeah, and you can do a lot more with a lot of the, the bigger guys yeah, as well. Sure. With uh, someone your size, there's so much more you can yeah, do. It's, yeah. Most scariest situation you've ever had in the ring has there been some? Has there been a time when you've actually jumped in the ring and thought, "Oh, this just isn't right." Um, not particularly. Like, I do get nervous, but there was never a time that I thought, like, I was, like, scared or anything. Yeah. yeah. And you're doing a lot of high-flying stuff now. Yeah, and I saw lately. you did You did your first um, suicide dive yeah, against Wade. Yeah, I'm afraid of heights, so, like, <laughs> I, and everyone's telling me to do high-flying stuff, but, like, it makes sense, but, like, I am honestly scared of heights, but I guess that's what I have to do. And you're, uh, you're doing a lot of intergender wrestling, which PCW are very supportive of. Yeah. How, 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 has, how has all that been? Um, it's great because there's, like, it's not really many girls for me to wrestle. Like, when I first started, I was mainly wrestling girls like Indy Hartwell, Bianca, Natasha Webb. Um, but they're good, they're good workers, they're to, good work, workers to work with, but sure. yeah, there's not but, the variety. Yeah, but having to work with them over and over again, it gets, like, a bit, like, not tiring, but, like, you get a bit over it. Like, I'd love to work with them again, but there's also... I'd also want that variety as well. So it's great that I get to wrestle with these guys. And then when you do get the chance to work with Indy again, 
you've both developed so yeah. much more and there's more you can try in the yeah, ring. Yeah, exactly. Like, we were so new when there was a time we were just constantly having matches, but we were still so new. I, like, I would really like to see what we can, like, create right now with, like, the experience that we have. And you brought up Natasha Webb. Mm-hmm. She was your debut opponent. Yes, she was. Uh, what was the feelings and the nerves I'm tipping going into the your first match? Um... Honestly, at that point, I felt like I was ready to debut. And, like, of course your debut should be something you, like, you get nervous about. But for some reason, I wasn't nervous at all. Like, I, I don't know. I just felt ready. And I felt like um, a lot of people backstage, like, thought I did a really good job. So I guess I just put in the work and I um, performed well. And... The next 12 months for you, mm-hmm. um, who do you want to get in the ring with? Um, well, there's so many women in Australia that I haven't wrestled yet. Like, I've only wrestled India. I've only wrestled Bianca. I wrestled Vixen, which is a pretty big That's deal. That's awesome. I'd love to wrestle someone like Avery. Like, um, she seems like she's getting a lot, like, a lot going on for her right now. Um,. Who else? There's just so many girls in Australia. Erica Reid would well, also and be... And that's really... a real possibility yeah. now because she's working at the same company yeah, as you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, there's just so many girls in Australia that are so talented. I'd just love to be in the ring with all of them. That's true. Like, uh, I feel like the Australian women almost carry the torch for, the Austra- for Australia on the international stage yeah. as well, mm. especially when you look at WWE and in, in Europe as well with Kellyanne and... Um, you know, like Tony, Tony, Tony Storm Storms, making yeah. the transition yeah, to right. WWE. and So, no, it's good. We're well-stocked with women's wrestling. And we've really spoken about this a couple of months ago, the fact that we believe that probably women's wrestling over in America at the moment is really carrying yep. the WWE. That may be evened out a little bit over the last month or two, but definitely there was a period where women's wrestling was much more exciting I still with, think, with the product that they were offering. I still think three, three or four of the women get a better reaction than 95% mm-hmm. of the men. Yeah, mm. I think the hottest feud in WWE, and the, you know, not to get off topic, is the Becky Lynch and yeah, Charlotte. Sure. So and it's for good, sure. you know. It's just it, it's better for the the whole wrestling environment, I think. Mm. But it doesn't. It's not getting off topic because the next question off the back of that is the opportunities around for you to not only just show your wares here in in Melbourne and Australia, but the opportunities may arise down the track, and that's exciting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you've already shown that you're prepared to work overseas. I know you're on holidays, but mm. you, you know you've you've actually worked in two countries. Which, I mean, a lot of people who are a lot more experienced than you, they haven't yeah, done they yet for sure. Um, and it is something that I want to do more of. Like there was some guys at um, PWR from Singapore who were telling me to come down. So that's something I can definitely do as well. You could do a full Asia tour next time. Yeah, you for could sure. um, go to a couple of countries and just let the companies know yeah. where you're going to be. That's yeah. awesome. Mm. Um, talk to us a little bit about the PCW Academy because it's probably one of the most longest established wrestling schools in the country. Yeah. Um, so the PCW Academy, um, I think it's a great place to start, honestly, for your wrestling career. Um, we have like our own building where we train, we have our shows, we have training four days a week. It's the best purpose built stadium for wrestling in Australia. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we've got three rings in there, so we can train people at different levels every night. Um, and then we have our shows every week, Slam, which is really good. Like, all the n- new people can perform in front of crowds and really get that experience. I just I just think it's a really great place to start. 
and the Friday night offering for the for the newbies are fantastic as well, aren't they? Mm. It gives them not only the opportunity to train, but also gives them a, a place to actually jump in the ring and actually ply their wares. Yeah, for sure. Because like, there's most promotions they have matches, uh, they have shows like once a month. There's yeah. not much opportunity for the newer guys or the trainers to get in there and get that experience. Did you start on a Friday night? Um, well, at the time, we didn't exactly have the slam and okay. ignition thing. It was more like we still had. I think it was weekly shows, but they were like they were still more frequent than any other promotion. So I was still wrestling quite a bit when I started. And the guys that are coming out of Slam now, guys like Jamie mm-hmm. and um, guys like uh, Royce as well, yeah. Royce Chambers, they're they're really good. Yeah, and for sure. I've seen them like wrestle opening matches mm. um, on World Series wrestling yeah. cards. Is that something that you want to try and get your um, foot in the door? Oh, of? for sure. Like. Um, that would also put me out there in front of a different crowd as well because I feel like the crowd that PCW get, gets is very different to all the other promotions, so it will be a great exposure for me. And just to be in that locker room and yeah. talk to some of those yeah. people. Yeah, like Jamie was telling me how, like, I think it was, like, next to, like, Marty's girl and stuff like that. <laughs> like, that would be insane, yeah. Yeah, it's a good opportunity for the workers to network and stuff. Like, I know... Indy with Tessa and stuff, yeah. and that obviously we've seen what that's done in the last 18 months. Mm-hmm. I uh, got a really important question. I hope I don't put you on the spot. Yep. What percentage are you up to on Red Deb Redemption? Oh. I know you just come back from holiday. Yes, well, honest, I don't know, but I know I'm not very far into it because as when I got it, I was leaving like two days after, and then now oh. come back. It's like sometimes when you like come back into a game, it's very hard to get into it. And I've like I've had to like sort out all these other things since I've come back. So I've honestly haven't played that much. And now there's online, so I need to like get into that as well. Like I could go even invited like to a party from all the PCW guys wanting me to play online, but I'm like I'm pretty busy. I need to, like sort this stuff out, and then I'll play Red Dead and do absolutely nothing else. Is that like Fortnite or something? Um, <laughs> it's more like um, Grand Theft Auto, but on oh, a okay. horse. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's oh, it's really cool. good, Tony. Yeah. Don't pick it up. You'll get it. The, <laughs> the online is still not great. It's still developing. It's, it's still like in beta, beta mode. Yeah. yeah. But um, you'd probably want to get onto it early so that you can build those points yeah, up right. when it goes right. live. Yeah. I, I haven't even gone onto the online because I've only 54% into the game. Right. And I have to have that finished before I go to Japan. Yeah. So. You're not going to. No, I know. I'm going to have to take it with me. <laughs> Well, Aisha, it's been really great having you in here tonight and having a chat to you. I know the boys have been wanting to get you in here for a while, so it was just a great opportunity to catch up with you after you got back from the Philippines and talk about that. Thank you so much. Congratulations on your career so far. Thank you. And if people want to get in touch with you on socials and stuff, how can they do that? Um, See, this is tricky because a lot of them are all pretty different, so I feel like I need (laughs) to, like, I think I'm going to make a question tag in my Instagram and be like, what should I, like, make it, like, for all social medias? But Twitter is at Asia, L-E underscore. That's, like, the L-E is just my initials with my middle and last name. Then my Instagram is at Asia Espedio. I guess, like, because it's so long, I think the best thing is to go on on the turnbuckles, like, social media and see whether they've tagged me in. Yeah. Um, If you look look up Asia Wrestler, it'll come up. Yeah. Um, And PCW got a big show this week. Yeah. um, They got Christmas Chaos this week with a 60-minute Ironman match between Mark Cage and Lucas Daniels. Rufa. 
Very exciting. Mm. Yeah, Amazing. Great match. Aisha, thanks once again. Enjoy your Christmas holiday and uh, look forward to seeing you again bigger and better yep. in 2019. Yep, thank you very much. Good thank you. Aisha joining us here having a chat about uh, her time in wrestling with PCW. We'll take a break. Back with a very special guest in just one tick. Bobby Rude. Bobby Rude. Bobby Rude. Rude. Well, at least you got the, the edge right at the start, <laughs> and you get the... <laughs> Did you just call him the edge? Did you call yeah, him? Yeah, that's the gimmick, isn't it? You got edge right at the start, but now you've said... Bobby Road. Road. What did he ride? That's Dusty's uh, Dusty's son, is it? Uh, possibly. <laughs> Cousin. <laughs> Nephew. It would have been Bob Road. Uh, why do we play that? Um, I like the music, but he, he won the tag team titles on Raw this week with... Oh, there you go. ...with Chad Gable. So oh, he did, did he? Reason enough. Oh, hey, sorry, I've spoiled that. You haven't oh, I haven't it watched yet. it yet. Oh, no. Good. Uh, and we're not talking about... Andy told me to ruin it. We're not talking about Raw and SmackDown tonight. We're talking all guests tonight. Who's our next? So we're joined on the phone by Danders, who was at the PWA, PWA show with uh, the guys from the B+. Danders, hello. Oh, hello, hello. How's it going, gentlemen? Excellent. Yeah, very good. Yeah, so I was back, uh, made the show Friday night and um, made the adult decision to start drinking at about 8am, which I promptly regretted. But yeah, it was a, um amazing show from start to finish. It was an absolutely stacked card and there um, wasn't really any any filler in it. So all killer, no filler? All killer, no filler. What were your um, personal highlights? I particularly loved there was a four-way tag match there, and I'm not going to remember all the people in it, but basically all the, the teams were intergender, and the way they handle intergender wrestling is phenomenal at PWA. It means that they can have, I think there was about six women on the show in total. Um, everyone gets in there, everyone's taking big hits, and it was awesome. They do treat the women really well at PWA. Um, and I know that one of your favourites appeared in the ring, which was Facebook. Yes, absolutely. I lost my shit at Facebook. And, um, yeah, it's good to see her back. I know that she's been out injured. She wasn't um, wrestling on the night, but it's good to see her back, um, along with Unsocial Jordan. Did uh, did she get a welcome back chant? <laughs> or did you try and get uh, it started? No, because it. Um, I was just more yelling out the marriage proposals um, than actual chance to her. But they're um, pretty big heels, her and Jordan, so they didn't get any any cheers. Uh, people like to swear at Jordan because he's very vocal about how he doesn't enjoy swearing. I show, so there's plenty of fucking Jordan. Oh, sorry, sorry, Tony. Um, plenty of those You should see his face. <laughs> Um, oh, but yeah, probably like, I mean, in terms of, um, match quality, Paris de Silva versus Bonza at the end of the night was phenomenal. Um, and that puts Bonza and Nick Moretti in the finals for the, 
tournament thing that they're having. I thought it was a tournament for the championship, but it's a tournament for a big sword. sword. Yeah, for a um, from I think Leonardo's from the Ninja Turtles is swords. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you definitely point. recommend anyone in any of the other states that aren't Sydney uh, flying into uh, see a PWA show. Absolutely. The, the venue is phenomenal. Um, it's the closest thing I could think of is it's quite like the Hi-Fi Bar. Well, the um, Hi-Fi Bar now is Matt's Max Watts in Melbourne. Oh, is it? Well, that makes a, that makes a lot of sense then. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like quite dark and they've got um, a stage and they do beer pong. That's like a thing. I didn't yeah. really get it, but... Yeah, it's not a thing um, for me. I'm too old. Yeah, um, and they have a, my favourite tag team were the Babes, um, who I wasn't super familiar with, but they're kind of like a version of the Brat Pack if the Brat Pack were from Sydney, and like a foot taller. <laughs> oh, that sounds neat. Mitch is, Mitch is tall. <laughs> is he, though? He's taller than me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're lots of fun. They're kind of like the footy bros as well, and they have Harley Wonderland, which I guess is... Sydney's Avery, who is phenomenal also. Yeah, of course, they they play an inferior version of football up there. Yes. Which we can uh, all agree yeah, on. highly recommend it. I think they announced a show for January, which is going to tie in with the Jimmy Havoc um, visit. Yes, January 9th, um, I believe. Yeah, tickets are selling on a fast Sunday. too. And Jimmy Havoc just yeah, announced today uh, to it being at... Uh, Go. I'm just at the corner hotel. Yes, for he, Rock. he will. Yes. He's uh, he's getting around Jimmy Havoc. Um, that I should. That's probably the wrong choice of words. No, he'd probably like you saying he's getting around. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then they've got obviously the final of the tournament in February. Yeah. So, and as for that, Nick um, Brody versus Bonzo, and I believe they're the tag champs up there. Yes. Ah. Actually, no. That was, uh, yeah, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it's in February. Um, to that final there. And I'm going to go to that one. That's so the one you're trying I'm to go to? I'm going to take the bullet. I'm going to go up to Sydney yes. um, and watch that show. What date? Uh, it's the first weekend of February. Yes. I'll be in Bathurst. I might come across. Well, you'll need to get tickets, we'll need to get tickets early, well, but I'm definitely go. going to that. Well, if you two are going to go, I may as well go as well then. Well, I'm not going now. No, no hang on. No, I might but, be able to. Hang on. No, I'm still going to no, go. He'll pull out last minute. He will. Hey, Danders. Always great to have you on board. Yep. Thank you for your support of the show in 2018, and we look forward to doing more with you in 2019. Thanks so much, guys. Enjoy the rest of the show. Good on you. Danda's joining Thanks, us Thanks. there with her wrap of the PWA show last weekend. Well, great to have Danda's on board again, and as we said, I look forward to doing a lot more with her through 2019, will she? Yes, it's always nice to have had someone sitting in the crowd at a show that we weren't at just to give us the feedback, especially a promotion like PWA that's getting a lot of buzz at the moment. Heaps of buzz. I tell you, a promotion... Uh, most promotions that this man touches are getting a fit. Of getting a fair bit of buzz at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know for good or for bad. <laughs> a little bit of column A. <laughs> and you know what the other thing I was thinking about too as I was driving here? We've now had two lords... Yes. yes, in the studio. He thought the same. Two Which lords is, twice. The only time Lord normally gets mentioned in this studio is when, when you guys aren't wrong. here. Is when I've done something wrong, and they <laughs> no, go, "Oh, Lord, Lord yeah." <laughs> so they have actually two real lords. 
introduce the Lord. <laughs> Lord Andy Coy. Hello. <laughs> there we go. Welcome back. Hey, thank you very much. I certainly enjoyed it the first time around, so I definitely wanted to come back. And obviously 2018 has been an awesome year, not only for myself, but also for many of the promotions I've worked for. Obviously, MCW's had probably one of the most stellar years in the company's history. Obviously, I've had my involvement in Underworld, which launched this year, and uh, recently got my fingers into Showdown Wrestling as well. So, yeah, a lot has been going on. You do a little bit of Warzone as well. Indeed, indeed, yes. I've obviously been, thank you for that. I've obviously been helping out backstage at Warzone as well, doing the interviews there. Uh, yeah, I have to admit, looking back for me personally, it's actually probably, in all seriousness, been one of the best years of my time in wrestling, especially when it started off with the New Japan show. And then obviously since that, so much has just happened in this past year. It's been incredible. And you wanted to give a message as well? Yeah, I did. And I'm, I'm going to obviously just go over this very quickly and then move on um, just as quickly. Obviously, as some people may or may not know, this past week, um, there was somebody who within the wrestling community sort of made some statements about me that, you know, obviously weren't very flattering. I just wanted to say a very big thank you to everyone who actually sent me a message just to let me know that, you know, that my role within wrestling is appreciated. And, you know, I really did appreciate that. It made me feel um, well appreciated, I suppose. And also the, all the memes that have been sent. Mostly by us, I believe. Yeah, I actually got blamed for one that you made. So. And then Mark Williamson, the manufacturer of chaos, was blaming you for ones that you didn't make, from what I understand. Yeah, so, so there's one, of the one that I didn't do, but... Shift the heat. Which was my favourite one, weirdly enough. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but yes, a big thank you. Uh, members of MCW's management contacted me, members of Underworld from other promotions, fans, and, you know, it is really appreciated. So thank you. Awesome. Moving on. Yes, moving on. <laughs> it's It's been a massive year, as you said, N not just for yourself, but we've seen it just from the amount of people that we've spoken to this year. It's been a massive year for Australian wrestling. I think that, yeah, definitely. Um, I think, I remember a couple of years ago, I've often said to people, you can see a tipping point coming over. I mean, obviously, from my previous experience from the British wrestling scene, it's almost like a bit of deja vu going on uh, when I was involved from the sort of early to mid-2000s over there. So, obviously, this was the year when New Japan had their monster show here. This was the year that Progress Wrestling obviously did a massive tour. Um, all the shows have generally been increasing in attendance. More promotions are coming up. And although, you know, some people might roll their eyes that, oh, here comes another promotion. It's just fantastic that we've actually got a scene at the moment which actually supports new promotions coming in. Some will obviously, you know, will fizzle out, which is unfortunate. And some will continue to grow yeah. and maybe even find that niche audience. I mean, Underworld's obviously a great example of that. Well, the behemoth came out. The WWE came out. Oh, there was as that well. as well. Yes, indeed. And um, I just want to talk to you about the, the show that MCW ran the night before because... It felt like quite a unique crowd to be part of because I felt like we had the most hardcore wrestling fans from around Australia yep. in that one room. What was it like to be at the commentary booth for that for that show? Can I just check? Was that MCW 99? My, no. my memory is blurring no, together. It was, um, it was the one where... Uh, Clearly very it memorable. Was it was after 100. It was the one was where it, it was definitely after a hundred. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It was one where Robbie Eagles uh, wrestled oh, of against course. Juicy. Yes, I apologise. Well, I think obviously it was a Thornbury Theatre show, um, and you know it's it's interesting. I'm sure there there might have been more hardcore, well, more fans there. Um, but to be honest, at the Thornbury Theatre, 
you know, every, yeah, <laughs> you obviously can't see at home. Brent just did the imitation of sort of being crushed into a room. And obviously on the more popular nights, it is standing room only. And I think the fans there are always very passionate. Um, but obviously that was the night. And I know today I sort of look back on some of my notes from previous MCW shows. And I think that was the night where everyone fought Robbie Eagles you know, he almost won the MCW championship. And there was that moment when he kicked out and then he, he slapped on that submission hold. And I think that moment actually burns in my brain. Yeah. From where we were standing, we saw we, Juicy we, tapping we out. We seen him tapping out. We didn't see the referee had been dragged out of the Yeah. yeah. And it, oh, it was, and that's, I love about MCW. It, they give mm. it to us without giving it. And they take it away. And then we don't hate it at the end. It was, it uh, reminds it me of done. the time when Adam Brooks also almost won the MCW Championship against Dowie James um, in an Ironman match. And again, that beautiful moment where everything just comes together. And for that brief moment, you genuinely believe yeah. that what you are watching is true. And, you know, I know the end of the MCW year, MCW Endgame ended with the villainous Mr. Juicy walking out. And some people were... A little disheartened at that, I suppose. But at the end of the day, wrestling is a roller coaster. And in hindsight, it sounds like uh, we might not see Jonah in the country for a while. So that booking makes a hell of a lot more sense to everybody <laughs> today than it did three weeks ago. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about on that one, I'm afraid. But, um, someone who's always been really consistent, but I think is close to the best wrestler in the country at the moment. Slex has had an amazing year this year. You know, it's it's interesting. Um, you obviously look across the entire sort of roster of Australian wrestling and MCW. Obviously, I'm going to be biased there. but And it's, I think it's one of those things where everyone has pitched in. Um, it's difficult to put everything onto one man's shoulders. But you have to admit that, you know, Slex made his return just at the back end of last year. He was, there was a slight redesign, a slight repackage. And my God, the guy took a massive step up. And, you know, his match with Okada was obviously, back in November of last year, was obviously the first step. And, you know, since then, he's just gone on to face so many people i sort of did bring some notes i want to remind myself i mean if you look at mcw encore on demand obviously you can see he's had matches against the likes of pete dunn robbie eagles david storm sid parker nick armstrong adam brooks and they've all been absolutely phenomenal but i do want to stress he's not the only sort of mvp in the mcw locker room everyone has most definitely played their part and and at the end of the day you want to look at someone like juicy who's obviously carried oh, the main championship and even outside of mcw as well he's had a phenomenal year you know starting off at the tokyo dome and then ending it as with the mcw championship he managed to find time to fly over to progress in the united kingdom challenge for the atlas title um you know but you know i've got my own personal faves as well and Although he's obviously an international talent, you can't deny what Will Ospreay has done as well. Which is, and when you were going through Slex's opponents mm. this year, you, I don't know whether it was a deliberate mis mistake or miss, <laughs> but that Slex-Will Ospreay match at MCW 100, yes. I've been involved in wrestling now for 30 years, and I can safely say that that is the best match I've ever seen. Live, oh, and then his match against Brooksy from the yeah from the last Indeed, show was the best one. is the best match I've seen live. So, I guess it wasn't intentional. I just know that Will Osprey has the potential to come up very often in this conversation. Yeah, I guess sure, I was yeah. trying to save that one a little bit. But you're absolutely right. I mean, I think you know there's a bit of a debate as to where, which was the best match uh, in the history of MCW. But you've got to admit, Will Osprey versus Slex was definitely up there. I think one thing I've really enjoyed about Will Osprey coming over is. 
look, I, you know, I've been involved in wrestling for, I think it's like 18 odd years mm. or so now. Um, and obviously, whether I was in the UK or over here, I've seen it so many times where the international comes out, they have their match, they go. Yep. And, you know, don't get me wrong, most of the times they got their working boots on and everyone at the show has a great time. And obviously when Will Ospreay was first coming out, I think some people were curious as to, you know, how much work he was going to put in. And But my God, actually, he really took it very seriously. And I'm very appreciative for it, for on behalf of everyone in the MCW locker room. Um, this is a guy who clearly takes a lot of passion in what he did. Um, he had phenomenal matches with Mr. Juicy, actually, which I think really helped bolster that man's confidence as well. And probably ironically led him down the dark path as a result. But... Um, <laughs> But also, as well as Slex, he had a phenomenal match with Stevie Philippe, which came yes. about as a result of an accident. But, you know, sometimes the best things that can happen in wrestling happen as a result of a pure accident. Yep. And Stevie Philippe made the most of the opportunity. I remember after his match with Wall Ospreay, I went backstage and I shook the guy's hand. He made himself so proud that day. So, mm -hmm. you know, big thanks to Will Ospreay because he, my goodness, I mean, the fact that I can actually talk about him being one of the top guys in MCW this year, you know, really speaks volume. He wasn't just a token image import you know he really raised the profile of the mcw into commonwealth championship and there was that moment in the earlier in the year i think it was mcw 99 where slex came out and he had that face-to-face -face interview with will osprey and will osprey saying i want to lead the australian charge and slex going well, well hang on a minute you know i've been i was been a part of this from the beginning of the come and just this this raw passion from two guys leading to that match at mcw 100 just really was part and parcel of the phenomenal build and a phenomenal match yeah yeah i, th I think uh i think most i admire about will osprey it's easy to take, like you said, yep. the international, and that's fine. He he always wants to leave the places in a better yeah. position, which I think is what maybe WWE are a bit more worried about because mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. a lot of these internationals traveling all over the world, yep. and they're not just coming in not working hard they're, because these guys want to come back. They yeah. they don't. Some people don't want to go under the WWE umbrella. They want to yep. travel and make their own working arrangements. So. It's in Will Ospreay's and other guys' best interest mm. to well, leave the scene better so they can continually come back. Obviously, he loves the country as well. So I think that's uh, what he WWE went, he more went to Gippsland about. for a match, which was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he took on JXT, and I'm yeah. so glad that he got that match. I remember so when Ospreay first came over and JXT had just lost the Inter-Commonwealth Championship. And as a result, it became Adam Brooks versus Will Ospreay for that title. And... A part of me felt bad because, you know, I'm a fan at the end of the day as well. And, you know, as a fan, you do a little bit of fantasy booking and you kind of go, oh, I'd love it if, you know, if JXT retain, regains the title and takes on Will Ospreay. And I, I kind of thought that's what was going to happen. So I'm glad he finally got that match. And I know that match was put online and I took time out especially to watch it. And again, it's just great that Will Ospreay is willing to go to the darkest depths of Gippsland um, to obviously wrestle that match. <laughs> I'm sure Gippsland is lovely. <laughs> but what he does, he, guys like Stevie and JXT get mm -hmm. in the ring with Will Ospreay and they realise that they can work at Will Ospreay's level and now the challenge for them is to get the guys who um, are lower on the card yep. up, to, up to that, work as the higher member of that of the duo. Do you know, I think wrestling works best when you've got a carrot dangling in front of people's faces and 
you know, it's well easy for me to sit on this lovely stool in front of a microphone and sort of lecture about the athleticism of wrestlers. So obviously I, I just want to make it clear that um, obviously I'm not talking down to anyone, but I think when you have a carrot in front of somebody, it helps them take a big step forward. I know, I know even if it's a commentator, you know, I like to see a challenge and try and move up towards it as well. But I guess the point I'm getting at is that when you see someone like Robbie Eagles have a match with Will Ospreay, and as a result of that match is now being picked up by New Japan Pro Wrestling, that actually tells anyone underneath Robbie Eagles' sort of level, skill level, ooh, actually, there's now a clearer route to Step move. up some. Yeah, Step up. absolutely. And, and, let, I, and I think not, it works well to have yeah. that challenge. Oh, 100%. Let's not forget the match against with Lockie Hendricks as well. Yes. You know, well, Lockie was the next guy I wanted to yeah, bring that, up. Yeah, that was, mm, um, mm, mm. Like, obviously, he's a more of a character-based wrestler, but he, Will Ospreay dragged that out of him, and that was a phenomenal match Lockie's a, as well. Lockie's a good worker. Yeah, but he, <laughs> he doesn't have to show it as much every month or whenever we see him, because he's that really good character yep. Tony might disagree because uh... might did I tell you about a dream that I had two nights ago please tell me you dream of lover boy well I did <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream that I was actually given an opportunity to be a guest ring announcer for MCW yep. probably, probably because of you um, trying to shut the promotion down Andy uh, possibly yeah, it yeah. could be uh, and, you're on my list now and as, as, <laughs> and as I'm in the ring introducing a match Lockie Hendricks and yes. a couple of other guys just come running out of the out of the rooms yep. and just start laying into me. Good. 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 And Thanks, then, guys. And then, <laughs> and then the person that ran out to save me was Jonah Rock. Well, if you're going to be in a fight, you want Jonah Rock on your Without side, a let's doubt. be honest. I cannot believe, though, that I'm dreaming about Lockie Hendricks. <laughs> I can honestly tell you, though, this is better than the dreams he usually tells us about. <laughs> oh, yes, I say no, 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 no. Not no, for no. me, they're not. <laughs> No, you know what? I mean, I've, I've been a fan of Loverboy, Lockie Hendricks. Um, um, one thing I always personally enjoy is when I see a wrestler evolve. So if you want to go back to WWE, you want to take someone like Hunter Hearst, obviously, Triple H. You know, he came in as the aristocratic blue blood, and then he sort of evolved into this rebellious character, and then he evolved into a more corporate character, and then he was doing the whole, you know, sort of... Oh, what's it called motorhead moustache and stuff like Serena. this and now he's like evolved even further into sort of the CEO of the business etc etc but you know as a character I love watching characters evolve and last year for Lockie was fab fabulous for him evolution wise you know he was still you know this lovable sort of lovable guy and then obviously under Cracker Jack he very slowly was influenced by him and became this loverboy character there was a battle for his soul this year was always going to be interesting for him because I always felt that this What's was the, the year. second album blues um, yeah. that bands get. Mm. Yeah, but I guess this year for him, I wanted, I was hoping that this would be the year that he could sort of move on from that storyline and still maintain that momentum, which you know, I cer he certainly did. He obviously started the year with a storyline involving his his ex lover Emily, you know, and taking on veteran wrestlers like Mike Burr and Cremator. He 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 briefly flirted with TD in his return, but. Obviously, he had that Dowie James feud, and they had that Iron Man match at Endgame, which for me was a real highlight of the year. The psychology in that match was just absolutely fantastic. Both, both of the the last two matches against Dowie were both um, they're probably my favourite Loverboy matches, mm -hmm. even ahead of the Will Ospreay match. I just thought that him and Dowie's in ring chemistry and the generosity of both wrestlers to want to 
put each other over was amazing. In fact, I remember there was one British wrestler, uh, very well known, but I'm not going to say his name, who he saw Lockie. It wasn't Big Daddy, I'm sure. No, it wasn't Big Daddy. He's not around. That's where he takes it. Anyway, but he, he, had, he had met Lockie before his transformation and afterwards, and I happened to be in the room when he said, Mike, I love your gimmick. Keep doing what you're doing. So, gimmick. So, the fact that he was sort of, yes, well, I apologize, but no, the fact that he was getting praise from these international stars you know, again, is going to encourage guys. And I think he's one of the best characters we've got at the moment. And I hope next year he gets to move up and possibly challenge for some of the singles titles. And for the record, I do not know. I do not get told what happens. So that's my personal hope. What do you think is going to happen at the Philippe household this Christmas? <laughs> um yeah, obviously, these, these two guys, the um, Tome and Stevie, obviously, they were the two guys who sort of made the big impact this year. Um, and obviously, when Tome Philippe first came out, that was a nice shock to finally see him break out and sort of go to um, promotions outside of his own promotion. Um, and I like Tome Philippe's character. I like the fact that they're so different. Yeah, which makes them such a great team when they do yes. team. It's almost a shame, well, I presume their team is over, considering... In MCW, one, at least. Yes, and Tome <laughs> Philippe kicked the leg out of the leg of Stevie Philippe, um, you know, which is a great shame, and I'm really curious to see where that storyline goes. I think it's put a lot of question marks in over everyone's heads, and you kind of need those sort of things as you go into a new year, because obviously MCW's taking a break in December, but it'll be back in January. Um, but the, again, they're so different. And I like that about them. Tone Philippe is just this sleazy, greasy, slime ball of an individual. And Stevie Philippe, um, obviously, is this sort of ray of hope type thing. And it's interesting how one's had a phenomenal win-loss record. In fact, you know, Tone Philippe being undefeated. And then you've got Stevie Philippe. He's had, like, you know, these very impressive matches. But if you look at his win-loss record, yes, it stings a little bit. So you have that contrast between them. I think that Tome's someone that everyone would want to work with. He seems to have a really high ring IQ. He's always in the right spot at the right time. Yep. The psychology is on point. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And then with Stevie, he's, I think on commentary, I keep referring to him as almost like an agent of chaos. Like he really, I love seeing him in these multi-man matches, whether they're tags or say the six-man match that they had at MCW 100. The more bodies you give him, the more he can seemingly do. And he loves drop kicking one guy whilst giving another guy a cross body and stuff like that. And again, look, I'm a traditionalist, but Every now and again, I just love seeing that sort of dying, uh, that sort of that sparkle that cruiserweights and uh, X division wrestlers bring in sometimes. Yeah, uh, while we're talking about the growth of a wrestler in front of our eyes, mm. Avery has yes. come into her own, and she's one of the Australia's top wrestlers now, uh, female you're, wrestlers. She you're reading my notes, aren't you? No, I haven't looked no, at them once. No. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, obviously I, I, I sort of look back at various people who I really liked, and you're absolutely right, I agree with you. I think, I remember when I first saw Avery when she first came into MCW, and you can see somebody with lots of potential, but maybe not quite there, but you know, especially this year, she has gotten so much better. Her character has developed so well. It's like you can see she's so much more comfortable and has accepted her role, so to speak. And obviously she's doing great in MCW, but I've also seen her in other promotions as well where she's got a slightly darker twist on her character. And, you know, just seeing her come out, you know, she just laps up the sort of the audience appreciation of her. And I think she's done phenomenally well. I definitely say the most the most improved wrestler of this year. Yeah, the thing, the thing that I 
find the most. You can't take your eyes off her because she does these little subtle things. And it might be only to one audience member. Yep. But you can see it. I just, yeah, she's little all across. Sn- little sneers. Little yeah, those little sneers. things. And that, they mean a lot. They add up, I think. Yeah. I feel like uh, the women in MCW have all really developed a lot this year. Yep. Uh, Erica is having fantastic matches. Mm-hmm. Indy's obviously doing great things. Well, you love Indy Hartwell. I do. She's one of your favourite wrestlers. I know that. <laughs> And, you know, I've, I've been on here before and I said, you know, the, the, the look and the way she carries herself just screams superstar. And, I, you know, I'll stick to that. And obviously she had that great match with Tennille Dashwood as well, at MCW 99 Homecoming as well. So, you know, and against Kellyanne, she had a yeah, great match as well. Indeed. But at the same time, I mean, I have to kind of be honest in some ways as well. I, I'm hoping more can be done for the women next year. But the one massive disadvantage when it comes to the women at the moment is... They get so good, and then they get picked up by <laughs> WWE really quickly. Yeah. And um, how I've, many are there now? <laughs> oh, well, we, we've, we've oh goodness me! I mean, obviously Tony Storm's over there now. We've obviously got Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Um, yeah, exactly. The, the WWE United Kingdom's champion. Yeah. Um, it was quite Evie funny. may as well be Evie, Indeed. In fact, um, when you talk about Demi Bennett, I had this joke with her where every now and again I just send her a message out of the blue saying, have you won the belt yet? No, no. So then she finally wins the belt. Went, Did you finally win a belt? Yes! Yes! And it's a UK belt. Good honour. Yeah. So you mentioned before that Australian wrestling at the moment is very similar to when you left England to come over to Australia in the same situation. Obviously, it's taken off over there as well, yes. WWE setting up NXT and the like. Mm. Do you feel that Australia is prime ready for either a WWE or a New Japan wrestling to come and actually make a major presence in this country on a regular basis? I don't think... I don't think necessarily any time soon. And when I say, like, maybe in the next year. Um, the only reason I say that is because, again, I'm just sort of looking at the patterns of when I left the UK, and they're very similar. Um, but what I do think is they are keeping an eye on us. Like, I think all important parties are keeping an eye on us. I think another sort of wild card that's different this time around, and we were kind of briefly touching on it earlier, is the fact that, you know, we've got these major promotions, WWE, New Japan Pro Wrestling, but now we're getting to the point where in individual wrestlers or groups of them are forming their own groups and their own promotions you want you know the all-in show for example and it fascinates me the idea now that it's a legitimate option to sort of like you know if, you, if you've got a big enough brand and a big enough presence that you yourself and a group of your your, your mates uh, you know can actually put together these phenomenal shows and i think there's lots of whispers of that happening yeah. and i think that's very very exciting but whether we'll get a massive presence here look if, if it keeps going the way it is if you look at the last year two years three years it's constantly growing it's constantly expanding audiences are getting bigger you know mcw has effectively had to move out of its original mcw arena in Essendon and has now made the Thornbury Theatre its permanent home and I'm hoping I would love to see if MCW can then go one stage further and actually find another venue as it's like like a venue above that if that makes sense Um, it's very exciting everything's growing I think everyone's keeping an eye on the Australian scene at the moment obviously they they love taking uh, our female wrestlers at the moment (laughs) and so um, they're definitely watching and I reckon give it a few more years and then I think we'll know more the population obviously hurts us yeah we've got a small population I think if they were going to do anything here you'd almost need Asia involved and New Zealand like Mm -hmm. an Asia Pacific but um, we've definitely got the talent Oh, I definitely agree with that. I um, I remember when I first started, you know, when it came to that talent that I thought would be deserving of, say, a WWE contract, you know, you, you, you could probably count it on, you know, your fingers and your thumbs, uh, sorry, fingers and your toes, sorry. So, um, but 
now I remember one time I was just sitting down having a bit of fun. I tried to draft a sort of a um, a fantasy tournament, and I thought I reckon I can pull together sixteen guys to do this. And as I wrote it down, I realised I actually got up to sixty four. There was just and I just <laughs> I, it dawned on me the number of phenomenal talent at the moment is absolutely astounding. And it's impossible to keep across everybody because there's yeah. guys in Perth and and in Sydney mm-hmm. that, and Adelaide that we're just not we're, we're not seeing yet, but. I'm hearing amazing things. Yes, about. indeed. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, in many ways, my bubble is mostly to do with the Melbourne scene as well, and so I'm pretty guilty of that as well. But, yeah, I reckon there's a lot of untapped, untapped talent. Wrestling has always had a major presence on television yep. in, in some form. The great thing about the way the world is now is you don't need television to nope. be able to get your matches out to the world. And so many of our wrestlers, and you mentioned a couple that have been picked up by overseas promotions, mm-hmm. have been seen on internet shows and there's plenty out there some of your highlighted shows that you reckon people should go out and watch from 2018 well you know obviously i am going to be somewhat biased you know because i am i'm obviously an mcw guy um but i i was having a think about i think the best way to do it would obviously to talk about the key matches. I think first of all you want to look at MCW ninety nine. Um, obviously that was the match that that was the show that obviously had Stevie Philippe versus Will Ospreay. Um, that show also had Indy Hartwell taking on Tennille Dashwood, which was obviously a fun event. Um, Ballroom Brawl two thousand eighteen was a massive show. Um, Indy Hartwell once again she took on Kellyanne in a real bruiser of a match, and one match that I actually have a bit of a soft spot for, and that was Funtime Phil taking on Jimmy Havoc in a hardcore match that saw Jimmy Havoc being driven into crisps, which, you know, just absolutely phenomenal. Um, Gino Gambino versus Will Ospreay, Clash of the Titans, 2018, was the one that I really enjoyed as well. But I don't know, there's just so many great matches that happened across the entire thing. And I think the best way is, if you obviously get MCW Encore On Demand, is sort of follow the the sort of the main arcs, so to speak. And I think you want to follow, like, the story of the downfall and the rise of a vile, evil Mr. Juicy. I think that's been absolutely fascinating viewing, and the way it's been handled has been great. And obviously, Lockie Hendricks taking on Dowie James, I think, once again, that arc um, was really well handled and really capped off the end of the year, MCW Endgame just beautifully with that Iron Man match. And, uh, I mean, talking about TV product, mm-hmm. you're inv- heavily involved in underworld wrestling. Indeed I am. And that's basically our TV product. I mean, I, I know they have you have the live shows and they're yep. fun to be at. I've been at two of them. Yep. Um, well, well, only two? No, there's been three. Yeah, there's been three. Yeah, I was overseas for one. <laughs> okay, fair but, enough. Uh, Dark, the dark underlings are waiting downstairs in the car park. They will come and get you. The fourth, the fourth episode's just released Indeed. on Pivot Share. That's right. And so basically, our Pivot Share for Underworld Wrestling it's six dollars sixty six every month. Fantastic price point, <laughs> and that guarantees you. Obviously, you'll get uncensored episodes as well. We are also on Amazon Prime, as you know, uh, which you can watch it on there. But it's censored, where so the music and some of the naughty words have been cut out. I definitely watch it on Pivot Share, which is yep. I want to get you. the uncensored, <laughs> and I want to give you guys as much of the money as possible. Which mm. I think, if you're in Australia uh, and you get it through Pivot Share, more money goes to the promotion. And I know that if they could get, you know, it's not a huge amount of subscribers that would allow Underworld to run more often and and move to more regular programming, which uh, is amazing for the performers who get to work um, and get seen overseas. 
Well, you know, it's. I think Underworlds had a really good start. Um, it's had its. It's you know, it's had its ups and its downs. Like you know, it's a few teething issues, like any promotion would. It's been a very interesting experience for me. One thing, actually, as a as a marketing professional, one thing I've always wanted to do was to launch a Kickstarter. So I finally got that off the bucket list. And so actually launching the Kickstarter, get the whole thing started. That was actually a great experience for me as a, as a marketing professional. Um, and then obviously to sort of help out backstage and with the creative process as well, that's been a lot of fun as well. And it's given me an opportunity, this year's given me an opportunity to work with very different individuals within the wrestling scene. I mean, previously I've been, uh, been in my MCW bubble, so I kind of wanted to be a bit braver and venture out there and work with different people in different promotions. And Underworld was a, a phenomenal experience. And there's not many people more different than Lord Mark Williamson. No, me and him are very much uh, two sides of a coin, I suppose. Uh, there's some similarities, but at the which end of the day... Which one's a hidden, which one's a tail? Oh. It's a double header. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Except one's just scarred and is brutally smiling. <laughs> so that'll be Mark Williamson, oh, You'd have obviously. to be the queen, wouldn't you, surely? Not, not from any... Through the English It's a UK thing, I'll back in. Okay, okay, okay. Please. That's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah episode four has dropped thank uh, obviously thank you for mentioning that and um you know i hope more people will come to watch it the last live taping that we did was very successful around about i'm pulling a figure out of the air but i think it was around about 150 people were there live um a lot of them were really thirsty that night and the bar mm. did very well brent's pointing at himself <laughs> and uh, we made a you know so that was a pretty successful night for us we are looking to move to a new venue which i cannot reveal yet no, um the new venue all i can say is is going to really fit in with underworld yeah um I, I i see that the the evil hordes of underworld have sent you sneaky emails haven't they good um i'm trying to join the claw they're not uh, really mean yeah, you got to give Marx Williamson your soul, and you don't yeah. want. You've done that already. Don't and fifty dollars US. <laughs> <laughs> but yet the venue has a very cool vibe. It's also in a more accessible area. Um, you know, there's other advantages with this particular venue. I think it's very exciting. And the next show, the next live taping, will be on the long weekend on the Sunday. I believe so. I know we're just getting these things confirmed. Um, we've unfortunately had a clash with World Series Wrestling. This unfortunately happens. But yeah, I think that's all getting tied up at the moment. I want you to put your uh, prediction cap on okay. and have a look at 2019. How yep. does it look uh, wrestling-wise here in Australia? What, what main matches would you like to see or can you see happening? Well, you know, I think earlier on um, I'd like to see Lockie Hendricks continue to evolve. I want to see him step up and challenge for the Inter-Commonwealth Championship, or maybe even the MCW Heavyweight Championship. I think, you know, skill-wise, he's definitely at that level now, and I think he needs to be pushed as such. Um, obviously, there's always the overlooming shadow, in a good way, of course, of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, and as a result, you know, and I think this past year, we've had some great joint shows, and I think I'd like to see more of that. I mean, the progress shows were fun. Um, you know, the relationship the MCW's had with New Japan Pro Wrestling has been very beneficial, obviously. I'd like to hopefully see more of that. Um, obviously, we've got Mr. Juicy still as the heavyweight champion. I think there's going to be some good matches coming out of that. I just don't know, really, who's the man that's going to take it off him. And I think that is the big question going into the year. Who is going to take the title off of Mr. Juicy? And then moving on to Underworld Wrestling as well. Look, the beauty of Underworld Wrestling, it's just so chaotic. And in many ways, it's all about the experience of that live show, the floodgate opening, random bodies running out, etc., etc. 
and at the moment we've got a champion in Vixen, we've got a champion in Pitbull. I want to see who's going to scramble for those points and challenge for those belts. It's uh, you just don't know what to expect from an underworld and show, really. I can't wait to the next show to hit Pivot Chair because. Being at the taping, I think that episode five is going to be the best episode so far. So uh, get it now. Watch the first four episodes uh, and just be ready for that next one. To I drop. was going to say, yeah, episode five has a really great match. No spoilers, though. It's uh, But yeah, it's going to be a fun view, that one. So yeah, order now, catch up, and then on watch episode five and have your mind blown away. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Andy Coyne? Yes. I think that's about it. We've got to oh. touch on oh, yeah, a bit of oh. showdown. Oh, was, yes, uh, we do too, yes. Oh. It was, uh, um, yeah. Yep. I, I feel like the events of the... You touched on at the start of the show mm-hmm. um, may have uh, affected you because the Andy Coyne that I know, that I speak to at shows, mm. wasn't the Andy Coyne that came out at showdown. I felt like you were trying to... No, hang on. No, hang on. That's very uncalled for. I, I love Australian wrestling, obviously. Look, sometimes we all go through, you know, pretty hard moments in our life, and, you know, we need support during these difficult times. And I'll admit, I was not on form that night. Um,. You know, and the opening didn't go very well. Well, you you attacked poor Shane Hero. I didn't attack him. He was... We had a scramble. You're almost lucky that he didn't fight back, to be honest. Well, (laughs) maybe he was lucky. Well, I don't know. I mean, I've not heard from him, so I presume he's okay with me. Um, Obviously, we were scrambling for the microphone, and at the end of the day, I just needed that space. And I think that after 20 years in the business, I deserve to have that space. I could relate to that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why we make you sit over the other side of the table, Tony. So I've got plenty of space. Yes. I think the thing I was mostly disappointed about, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's not the uh, Lord Andy Coyne that I know, because the one that I know wouldn't spit on me when he was leaving <laughs> the ring. And I, right. I, I that took a little bit of bag, and I was like, was it? And I had to ask the people I was around, okay. was I, Andy Coyne spitting I, on me? When I was leaving the ring... Obviously, with my new guys, DCT, who's come all the way over from Scotland, former ICW, Scottish heavyweight champion, and obviously Andy Phoenix, Irish-born, probably one of the best wrestlers who, you know, isn't talked about enough, frankly. So you love Australian wrestling, but there's no Australians in your group. Now, hang on a minute. I tried to get Slade Mercer to join. Well, no, that's true. Australasian. It's all the same to me. (laughs) Look, I tried to offer him membership. And Sid Parker. Sid Parker's from Parts Unknown. I don't believe that's... That, okay, fair enough. Well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one as well. But look, I tried to invite Slade Mercer to join my new movement, which is all about positivity, and he turned me down, so I can't be blamed for that. Can we just get back to you spitting on me? Like, we didn't get an answer <laughs> yeah, well, on that. Like- look, as I was walking from the ring, I heard a slur in that general direction. I think I know who it was coming from. And I guess I reacted. You know, you know when you, you speak and sometimes a little bit of spittle comes out of your mouth? It wasn't that. You spat water at him. No, yeah, no, no. It was, it was spittle. It was impressive spittle. It was, yeah. a, it was a mouthful of water. Yeah. I'll admit. It was I, know, I know it hit me and I did feel hands on my shoulders from the person who was sitting behind me. I think they pulled me in their direction. 
<laughs> so so you can equally take the blame. The person. Well, can you see why I'm agitated with Showdown fans? The fact is, a Showdown fan grabbed you and used you as a human it, shield. Yeah, Who's yeah. the bad guy here? Is it me or is it Showdown? Well, cool. no. I mean, I really enjoyed Showdown, uh, especially the main event, Dowie James versus the Enforcer for the Enforcer's last match, mm. and Enforcer can still have match of the night. Uh, it was incredible, and the whole feeling in the crowd, Lyle, I know you... Oh, it was amazing. It was a who's who was in the crowd, which shows the respect the Enforcer yep. has for his, uh, was it, 18-year career. It wasn't uh, a full who's who. I wasn't there, but... No, I said who's who, not no one's. Not who's um, that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was amazing. It was a really good moment to enjoy just as a wrestling fan. Like, you know, Dowie, you know, had his working shoes on. Yep. So did the Enforcer, like... You could easily keep working. Also went through a table. Like. Yeah, it, it was it was really good. The crowd gave him a standing ovation, and you know the boys and the girls were out there for his moment. It was it was a really good moment. I think also, well, she want to uh, pay special compliment to the guest referee of that match. Yeah, Steve from PCW, who who they had a show on that night, and I know that when we were talking to Aisha before the show, she said that she saw him at that show, and then she's seen the photos online of Steve refereeing the main event at um at showdown and to leave your own promotion when they've got a show on go down the road and do that to pay tribute See, to someone. you can't trust anyone these days can you <laughs> i just think that that was um that was really good of steve and it's great to see companies willing to do sort of those sort of things for each other mm. when a worker sort of transcends a single company and uh benny english who uh put the show on yep um i know he's close friends with the enforcer as well and um it was it was just a, it was a really well run night and i'm so happy that i was there yeah, fantastic stuff lord andy coin thank yes. you so much uh, for your work throughout 2018 we've really appreciated you being a part of you are very welcome thank you yeah. excellent our, our pleasure there's some shows on this week tony yes there is. Let's go through. yes uh where's my sheet saturday december 15 pcw presents christmas chaos this saturday night in fertry galley the show will have a 60-minute Iron Man match between Lucas Daniel and Mark Cate, and it'll sell out. So get your tickets. Showdown Wrestling in Parkville have their last show no, of the year. Skip that. That's uh, me not deleting things. <laughs> yeah, just go straight to Adelaide Championship Wrestling. Every week, Tony. Every it's week. hard to find good <laughs> he help. reads whenever Lord. I write. I was going to write something Andy embarrassing. <laughs> APW in Cranbourne have a great show featuring Slade Mercer and Brooksy. AWF in Sydney. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, uh, host Mad Dog and Vixen, and Queensland Wrestling Alliance have a show in Townsville. Yeah, you also missed Adelaide Championship Wrestling have evolved with. Well, I uh, didn't miss it. You did. I was getting back featuring to it. Riley, Andy Forst, and Matt Hayter. So that should be a really good show as well. Yeah, once again, if you'd like us to stuff up your show this weekend, <laughs> send us a message on either Facebook <laughs> or whatever, and we're gladly to do it. We don't stuff it up. We just mention them two weeks in a row after their show's already aired. And just More to get promotion. in one cheeky one, yeah, obviously, if you want to watch anything of MCW's catalogue, check out their MCW Encore On Demand service, and, of course, Underworld Wrestling, $6.66 a month. Just hunt us down on Google, go to our website, follow the Pivot Share link, and sign up. Thank you very the much. The number of the beast. That's all it's going to cost yes. you. That is it. Uh, Andy, thank you. All no, the best in 2019. You. Oh, I'm going to make it the best year yet. That's Fantastic. Boy, it's been an absolute pleasure being with you throughout 2018. No, it's been fun, and thanks to all the listeners and all the uh, wrestlers and... 
uh, announcers and everything like that being very accommodating. So Every, everybody who's really contributed it. to the show this year, whether you've listened to an episode, you've given us a five-star review on on Facebook or on... Which I think only you and Lyle did, but... No, no, we've got other ones. Oh, have we? Um, or, on, or on iTunes where we've got a pretty good yeah. rating at the moment. Um, anyone who sent us a message, anyone who follows our Facebook page, like, thank you so much. Couldn't do it without you guys, and we'll be back next year, hopefully with a really strong start to the year. We will be too. We're going to have a couple of very special well, things yeah, happen in 2019. Yet, so just, yep, very just special. Tony's not going to be there for the first couple. No, no, we, we, oh, we, you are. we oh, will yeah. have we will have a special episode on the fifth of January to um, to talk about Wrestle Kingdom, and we will have Ooh. a very special episode around about the seventh of April. Oh yes, yes, Tony's going to WrestleMania. Yeah, coming. Ah, WrestleMania. lovely. Yeah, so that'll be fun. That's ages away. You, Tony. you need Let's to talk have a WrestleMania banner in here so you can point to it whenever you talk about. <laughs> it. Good point. But it's radio. It's voice. It's not. But Tony's just trying to story top you, Lyle. Yeah, I know. I'm going to Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, in less than 20 days, and you're talking about WrestleMania. Uh, Till 2019, thanks everyone for being involved. Look forward to catching you then. Bye for now.